Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 253 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things with me co-host little Dennis. And little Dennis is with us today. <laughs> He's really excited for this because we're going to be doing another article. So I haven't done one of these for ages. What I do is I go through my various art magazines and art books and just like work through an article and talk about some of the things I've learned. So this one is going to be issue 22 of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. It's an article called A Motion Masterclass with the artist Joachim Ridinger. And I'll put links and everything to these artists to this artist's website if you want to see that. Yeah. But well, little Dennis, he's going to get us straight into this one because he can't wait. So little kitty and Dennis kisses. Little kitty kisses. Yeah, looked like he, little Dennis was going to strangle kitty there. But this one, you can actually watch this podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. And what I'll do in a minute is I'll put the camera up above the desk so it'll be looking down on the article. So as I'm talking about these things, you're here to see some of the images as well. But hopefully, I always do my best to try not to make it more about the, um, not about the images really. Just they're like a little Brucey bonus or something. So let's get into this one. So the first thing I'm going to do on this one is, I'm going to talk about the artist, Joachim Ridinger. So you can actually find them on Artstation at joak.artstation.com which is j-o-u-a-k.artstation.com. Now, what struck me about this artist? Well, the first thing is a little summary about them. And they said, Hello, I'm Jurek, a French animator and illustrator settled in Stuttgart, Germany. I worked on projects such as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Minions, Game of Thrones... And was recently nominated for an anime an Annie Annie Award for my work on Spider-Man Far From Home. So this what's cool is this artist is doing comic books and things. Which I thought was brilliant. Because I wouldn't have thought that from the from the article. But the other thing is, when I looked at their profile, they've just got so many beautiful images. And they can do like realistic, but also cartoony, which I always love that. And the one that really caught my attention was they've got an image of, what's he called? That Dice, Dyson bloke from Street Fighter, Dyson, Dyson. So I, I clicked on that one and then what happens is they've got loads of, they created loads of little Street Fighter characters in their own style. Very, very unique style it is. And the one thing I will say is, it's full of motion. So this is probably one of the best artists to sort of do an an article about motion. That's what I was thinking. And then the other thing was, they also do really beautiful, realistic stuff as well. So I definitely recommend looking into that artist, Joachim. And I'll put a link and everything in the show notes but this article is from issue number 22 
of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. And it's only a little article over four pages, but it's got some really beautiful like characters and sketches. There's especially one beautiful one of this, like a ballerina lady dancing in a dress. And what happens is the whole dress is like flowing, like it's alive. So what I did was, what, what happens is, what I'm going to do is I'll read a little intro and then I'll, I'll say what the, each of the principles are and then I'll just go through it very quickly really. But the article starts out with a little intro saying, Our whole universe is in constant motion. Flowers grow, trees sway, people walk and everything is always evolving. Movement is at the centre of our lives. But how do you express this energy in your work? Let's look at a few principles that will help to translate force into movement in drawings. So this is like eight principles about capturing motion. And what I what I just realised was it's about the whole process of drawing. You've almost like got to keep clocking in to remind yourself to think about motion. Because otherwise what will happen is you're going to stiffen up. And this is the thing I was saying. This whole article is about this constant relationship thing between thinking and just letting go. So like the thinking bit is is like what's going to remind you to think about motion. The feeling bit is to just go for it. So you've, you've almost got to like talk to yourself, talk to your hand <laughs> to remind your hand to do the things. It's It's really cool. But the eight principles are... Draw small, quick thumbnails first. Number two, starting static. Number three, follow the flow. Number four, stay loose in the sketching stage. Five is the extension in the motion. Six, action and reaction. I love this bit and I feel like this one here sums up the whole thing because it's kind of like about entanglement. How everything's sort of related to everything. And the next one, layer and increase action lines. That's an interesting one. And then the last one, I like this as well. Subtlety is powerful. So what I did was, I went through these and I, I just, as I was going, what I do is I read each little thing and I just say what, what it made me think of. So the first one, draw small, quick thumbnails first. So many people are constantly saying about thumbnails it's like it for me silhouettes and thumbnails see like seem like the most important thing in the beginning because what it is is if you in that if in that thumbnail and that silhouette if you're if you can capture the whatever you want like the emotion let's say you want a feeling of fear if you can get that fear feeling in your thumbnails what will happen is that's very much like what he says about flowers growing and things. It's almost like that little thumbnail is going to grow into the final drawing. So whatever, it's almost like the, I look at like thumbnails as like seeds. So whatever the seed is, that's what's going to happen. At, that's your finished drawing is based off of that seed. So these seeds are only like little five, ten second, thirty second little sketchy things. But it's probably the most important thing because everything else is based on that. 
And it says, drawing small, small thumbnails allows you to think about the overall design, silhouette, action lines, rather than focusing on small details. It's also much faster to generate a lot of ideas when they are done in a few seconds. Something else that I've remembered about this. I don't know who it was, but somebody said... Well, I think it might have been Jake Parker at SVS Learn. What they said was, do your thumbnail and then do another one. So if you do a thumbnail and you think, oh, that's brilliant, that's perfect, just do another one. Do another one. Keep doing more and more, even if you think you've already got it. Because what happens is, the more you do it, especially if you think you've already got it, because you think you've already got the um, thumbnail you want in the bag, <laughs> that almost like frees you up to just go for it and be even more crazy. And normally, that will end up with something better. But the other funny thing is, sometimes it's the very first one that's the best one. <laughs> Which is quite funny, that is. But this little bit here about the thumbnails, well, the first thing I thought was planning, but free. And this is when I straight away thought mind. I thought the mind is at play here. Because by doing your little thumbnails, you're using the mind to think about what he says here. Think about your overall design, silhouettes and action lines. So you're using your mind to think about these things, like the, the silhouettes and the action lines. But you're feeling by just going for it. And because they're only little thumbnails, it doesn't really matter. So I thought that was quite interesting to me, that one. The next one was called Static, Starting Static. And in the article, we've got an image of a policeman in a very boring pose, standing up straight. Well, like that, like, um, what's it called? Symmetrical. So if you cut him in half, he looks, it's almost like you could just flip him over. <laughs> but the funny thing about this is, even though this character is static and you would say boring still got a bit of life in him but what it said here was it said to create the illusion of movement and motion in your drawing you need to avoid symmetrical poses they tend to stiffen a drawing and seem unnatural unless of course you want to convey that someone is firm and strict like this police officer like the thing he's done but what it made me think of was awareness so this for me is all about being aware. Being aware of what... Do you want the character you're drawing to be stiff? Because if you do, then you want to go with a symmetrical pose. So it, in a funny way, even though even though Jerichim is saying symmetrical poses are are not what you want for motion, it might actually be what you want for the feeling. So, again, I thought to myself, well, you're using your mind again here. You've got to use your... It's almost like you're planning what you're doing as you're going for it. So it's like you're sort of... You're thinking, you're going for it. You're then using your mind again to process what you've just done. It's this constant thing of going back and forth. The next one, follow the flow. Oh, what I put in my notes is ask questions. So it says, what we've got here is we've got like a, a break dance or something. 
and he's basically got one leg up in the air and he's balancing on his on one of his hands so all of his weight is kind of on on his one hand yeah but you've got what he's saying well what he says is unlike a static pose a dynamic pose always follows the flow of its movements the action starts somewhere and ends somewhere else which explains its imbalance how cool is this though even though you've got a character who's out of balance they are actually in balance <laughs> he says it helps to know which which exact movement of an action you are drawing what pose of a gesture are you drawing how much force can be seen or felt this break dancer the character he's drawn is at the apex of his action putting all his weight on one arm so what i thought here was ask questions and then it made me think again the mind planning so you're using the mind to think about it because he's asking questions how much force can be seen or felt so as he's drawing he's also asking he's asking himself questions as he's drawing so he's like using the mind to sort of plan what he's doing but his hand is feeling what his mind is what his mind is saying so the other, the other thing about this is you can't just go for it. You've got to have an element of mind in it. It's brilliant. The next one, number four, stay loose in the sketching stage. It says, when planning your design, stay relaxed and try to draw quickly. Energy will naturally flow from you. So this is, this is actually this week's inspirational quote. Because I, I love this bit. What I put here was, let go of the mind. It will get in the way, but it is needed at times. <laughs> so it's a bit like a sort of paradox. You've even got to sort of be, you've even got to sort of be mindful of when to use the mind. So you're using the mind to be mindful of what you're doing, but you also need to be mindful of when to use the mind. It's quite cool. But what he's, what he's saying here is, when you just let go, that's, in other words, you don't need the mind to capture emotions and feelings. Because you're just going to do it naturally. But you need the mind to tell your hand what, what emotion and what feelings you want to capture. That's what I'm thinking. The next one, number five, the extension is the motion. What we've got here is we've got like a a ball, like a reminds me of Red Bull, like the logo. You got a ball charging forwards, and what happens is the whole body is like sort of like pushing. You can really feel the you can really feel the force of that. It's brilliant. So in the little thingy it says to generate maximum force, a muscle chain must reach an extension. Which is why all limbs line up and follow a line of action. It helps to include this physical principle in your drawings to show a sense of weight. This ball is heading in one clear direction and his whole body and movement mirror that. Now what I put in my notes was, I put the word knowledge. So what happens is, so far it's all been about sort of feeling it. Even when you're using the mind to ask questions you're still sort of feeling 
it's all just feeling really and this is the first phase of this process where I started thinking about knowledge because it really it, what it's saying is you've got to learn the rules so if you're drawing this ball you've got to study the ball to see how it moves you've got to learn like the muscles of it and stuff so in other words what I put was you've got to study the object slash creature yes so and what I also put in my notes was bring in the mind once you felt it so the next one is called action and reaction and what they've got here is they've got four little sketches or drawings and one well they've got one two sketches really one is a boxer throwing a punch and you've got like you've got the relationship between the boxer throwing the punch and the boxer receiving the punch and then what they've done is they've done another another the same drawing but with lines to show the where the motion is and where the action and reaction is and then you've got another one of a couple hugging like love pure love and again you, you're seeing like where the where the action and reaction is the forces so what they put in there in the little article it says when a force is applied to an object or a character an opposite reaction must also be apparent action means reaction this principle makes the two parts more related to each other look how the force of one boxer has an extreme impact on the face of the other boxer and his line of action in the other example the hug of two friends looks almost magnetic use this principle to emphasize your character's situations so what I, all i put in my notes was entanglement so this is the thing i've said this so many times one of the things i love about art is it's all it really does all come down to entanglement because when you do a drawing you've got the background and the foreground but they're entangled with each other if you're doing a scene with characters and objects like everything is entangled with each other but it also goes into motion and stuff so if something's moving in the drawing in your painting everything else has to sort of relate to it because like in in one in the drawing with the ball they've got the ball moving forwards they also put in a little bit of like sort of dust being thrown up by the, by the environment so it's almost like you're seeing like the environment is entangled with the ball because if you took that mo if you took that dust away it wouldn't be as effective it's really cool but what this does is it really makes me love this artist's artwork because you can feel in this couple that's um hugging you can really feel the sort of the squeeziness of it it's cool and this the next one layer and increase action lines this is the one with the beautiful dancer she's got a foot right on um right on the tips of her toes but what i love about this one is just the feeling of it it's beautiful it is and then it says to make a gesture more textured and interesting try to introduce a multitude of patterns that align with a consistent overall direction this is that thing again about entanglement like even the lines of her dress 
like the wrinkles and folds of her dress. It's all entangled with the motion. It says, look at the contours of this dancer's pose. Not only does her dress show curvy movement, her body does too. This multiplicity of curvy lines will enhance the sense of rhythm and fluidity in the action lines and adds a certain grace and elegance to your character. So in my in my notes I put being playful and imaginative but following rules. So in other words you you're going crazy with the the dress moving around and stuff but it does actually it does have to follow the rules of how things move. So again you're sort of going back to that knowledge thing again. And what also love is once once you know like the direction of something, you can make you could like for instance you could do a drawing of something moving and have like a tree in the background and have the tree moving in the direction of the character. So again, you'd almost have like the it's almost like the environment would sort of be dancing with the character. <laughs> it's cool. And the last one, I love this one as well. Subtlety is powerful. What we've got is we've got a bloke putting his hands up on his chin, looking up at the sky as if to say, oh no, look, what have I done? And it is a very, it's a very static pose like the first one with the police officer. It's a very static one, but it's got a lot of motion in it because the the arms are like folding upwards. So everything's sort of going upwards. So like the the motion is going up. Whereas in the police officer, there's no sort of, there's no sort of direction. It's just, it's just, there's nothing happening. So in the, in the thing, it says, it is not always necessary to draw extreme fights or other intense actions to show dynamism. Emotion flowing through the body can also expressed in can also be expressed in subtle ways. In this case, the body of the man is still, his arms are closed to his body and his eyebrows are pointing upward. The emotion is subtle but no less effectively conveyed. Now what I put in my notes for this one was it reminded me of two things. I remember hearing a quote, I want to say it was Stan Prokopenko at Proko.com in his, draw, in his um, figure drawing class. But I might be wrong there, but what I remember, the quote I remember was, only draw a line if it needs to be there. And so if you're doing a gesture drawing, like basically study the model. This is what I do, because when I first started doing it, I'd look at the model and I'd sort of, Try to do me gestures, like by so I'd, I'd have loads of lines. But what all you do is a couple seconds of just looking, and then go for the one line. So it's like only draw the line if it needs to be there, because then it's much more sexier. So like less is more. And then the other thing it reminded me of. I don't know where I had this before, but it's it's not what you draw. Well, it's what you don't draw as much as what you do draw. Huh. And then I've put here, this is an entanglement. Because that's the thing. The things you don't draw, they're, they're still entangled with what you are drawing. Because if you do draw something, 
it's it's what I saw then was like a negative shape. The moment you draw something, you've created that negative shape. So if you don't draw something, you've also in a strange way created the you sort of created a, a different negative shape by not drawing something. And all these shapes like your your it says subtlety when you're drawing and stuff. There's also like a subtlety in subliminal. That's it. Like we're picking up things when we're looking at art. We're picking up on things without even realising it. But what I love about this is there is an element of like psychological things going on here. Because if you can study, if you can learn how to sort of put something into a drawing subtly. You can actually make people feel things. So you're sort of doing it on purpose, but they won't realise that you, you're the one that done it. So this is what I love about art, is there is a big sort of psychological thing going on behind the scenes. But that's it for this article. So the main thing that struck me was, firstly, how beautiful this artist's the feeling of these these characters that this artist has created but the main thing for me was what i'm thinking is motion motion is about or capturing motion is about this balance between well the mind and feeling boing <laughs> little dennis has said it's game over sunshine so i hope you enjoyed that i thought it was brilliant and I'm so excited to be getting back into these articles again. It's brilliant. But what really fascinated me about this one was... It was just how much it was about the mind. Like, there's this balance going on. There's a, there's a balance going on between the mind and feeling. So, there's like a sort of... I would say like a little friendship or a relationship going on. And there's a time to use the mind when doing drawings and stuff and there's a time when to just feel it and really very much like at the start of this article where it said our our whole universe is in constant motion motion movement is at the center of our lives it's the same with art so art really does mimic real life that's what i'm thinking so uh, that's brilliant so all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and it goes to the artist Joachim Reidinger. And it's actually from the fourth principle, which was stay loose in the sketching stage. So the full thing was, when planning your design, stay relaxed and try to draw quickly. Energy will naturally flow from you. And that's the thing. What I like about this bit is, it's almost like if you relax, the energy flows and that's where you get your beautiful drawings and things. But if the mind gets involved, it's going to be the mind. I see the mind sometimes as like a little sort of, like a little barrier to like to like that energy sort of thing. So that's why I like this quote. So this week's inspirational quote, energy will naturally flow from you. Joachim Reidinger.